please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Jessica Toon. And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Jessica. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? You know, I can't complain. I think it's been a while since we've been on a podcast together. It has been. It seems like, you know, it seems like just yesterday, though. Uh, well, that's so kind of you. Was it? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> mm. John, do you do you file your taxes? Are you an early tax filer or a late tax filer? Or on time. What Early are, or on time. What are or taxes? Oh, oh. Kidding. I, I, in general, I'm a procrastinator on taxes. So, so an on time Yeah. Sometime, I'd say end of March, early April, typically, is when I get my act together. Usually. Okay. So, so coming up on you, right? Yeah, then, pretty, pretty soon. Yeah. It is. Tis the season. Tis right? the season, for, indeed. For taxes, for financial planning, and dun-dun-dun, audits. Sometimes? Yeah. Well, dear listeners, you may be getting ready to do your mandatory firm self-audit. Since 2013, real estate brokerage firms and sole proprietorships have been required to perform a self-audit at least once during each license term, which is every two years. The audit is required if the firm is going to renew its license, and that requirement can be found in the Virginia Code section 54.1-2106.2. That code section also dictates that the firm or an outside auditor must complete the audit form, the principal or supervising broker must sign it, and then the form must be kept on the firm's premises and available for inspection or copying upon request by the VREB. Now, the real question here is what, what, what is the audit intended to cover? I hope, I hope we cover that today. That's the goal. Uh, the list of requirements is found in section 18VAC 135-20, Dash 225 of the Real Estate Board Regulations. The audit should cover compliance with laws and regulations regarding escrow deposits, record-keeping of financial transactions, advertising, and federal and state fair housing laws if engaged in residential sales, leasing, or property management. Further, it should cover compliance in the areas of negotiating and drafting contracts, leases, and brokerage agreements, work done by unlicensed individuals, agency relationships, properly documenting required disclosures, and distributing information on new or changed statutory or regulatory requirements. Now, we should point out that this list mirrors the regulatory requirements that are outlined as duties of a supervising broker that's found in Section 18, VAC, 135-20-165 of the regs. And the regs require that supervising brokers provide training and written procedures and policies that provide clear guidance in those areas. It's also just a great roadmap for, you know, best practices in operating a real estate brokerage firm. That's right. And even better news, Virginia Realtors has a lot of broker resources that cover these areas specifically, including our broker sales meeting kits, which are thorough but short presentations on specific topics designed for you to use when training your agents. They include the necessary information and explanations and some Q&As, and we encourage you to add your own office policies and procedures to the presentation so your agents get it all. You can find these on our website at virginiarealtors.org under the four members section and broker resources. That's what we in the business call a shameless plug. Ooh. An audit form can be found on Deport's website under the firms, branches, and business entities section of forms. 
It's titled Firm Slash Sole Proprietor Audit Form, so it's not just a clever name. The directions at the top note that it is to be signed by the principal broker, supervising broker, or sole proprietor, and it should be kept on the premises of the firm. It is not to be sent into depot, though you will need to confirm that you have completed the form when you complete your firm's license renewal. In addition to confirming supervision and compliance in certain subject areas, the audit confirms that the firm is operating according to regulations regarding the firm's place of business, the maintenance of the licenses for the firm and its agents, the maintenance and management of escrow funds and financial records, and whether the firm made any improper brokerage commission payments. It also asks some specific questions regarding the supervision of advertising. Some of these questions are a little confusing when it comes to providing the additional explanation that DPOR requests on the form, so we want to give you some comments. The directions on the form state to provide additional information for any no responses. However, the last question in the advertising section asks, did any of the advertising fail to identify the type of services offered when advertising by general description a property not listed by the party making the advertisement? Now, if you answer this question no, you're indicating no potential violation of the regulation at issue and seemingly should not need to add additional information. But if you answer this question yes, you are indicating potential noncompliance with the regulation at issue and you should consider adding additional explanation there. Further, one of the questions asks, and just a warning, this is a mouthful, did any of the advertising include a notice that the owner is a licensee if the licensee owns or has ownership interest in the property advertised? and is not using the services of a licensed real estate entity. Now, if you answer no to this question because you did not have any listings where your agents had ownership interest, there is no potential violation. But it wouldn't hurt to note this in the additional explanation section. This also brings up the question of what to do if you found a potential noncompliance. The regulations state that if the broker or third-party auditor believes there is noncompliance with a law or regulation, the principal or supervising broker, quote, may avail themselves of the process for voluntary compliance and self-reporting outlined in Section A of 18 BAC 135-20-225. So what does all of that mean? Well, you can report any non-compliance, and if you do that pursuant to the regulatory guidelines, the broker will receive immunity from VREB enforcement action. Now, to get this immunity, you must report within 30 days of completing the audit or receiving a final report from a third-party audit submit a statement that the noncompliance has been remediated or a plan to correct the noncompliance within 90 days, and the noncompliance must not have been a result of gross negligence by the broker or intentionally committed by the broker. Now, repeated instances of the same conduct may also not be granted immunity. Right, that's important. Important thing to note, and it's also worth noting that the audit regulations do not require you to report a noncompliance. However, there are regulations that discuss reporting any noncompliance with escrow regulations, and Section 18 VAC 135-20-260 lists failure to, quote, provide accurate and timely reports to the board about a licensee's compliance with the board's laws and regulations, end quote, as a prohibited act by a broker that would fail to safeguard the interests of the public. So it is certainly intended by the VREB that you report noncompliance, and the conclusion of the audit seems like a fine time to do it. Jessica? Yes, John? How about we do a legal hotline? Let's do it. That sounds good. Jessica, I'm a new broker. Congratulations. Thanks. Hi. What are the documents and records I need to save for audit purposes? Well, regulations require that you save, for three years, a complete record of financial transactions, including the following information from whom money was received, 
the date of receipt, the place of deposit, the date of deposit, and the final disposition of funds. You are also required to retain brokerage agreements, disclosures and consents to dual and designated agency, disclosures of brokerage relationships to unrepresented parties, sales contracts, releases, lease agreements, property management agreements, and settlement statements that are in your possession. You want to save the fully executed copies of these documents, if possible, and in your possession. So do I have to save all these things in hard copy? Or do I need to have boxes of paper in my office? Great question. The answer Thank is you. no. You can save them in electronic copies. Sweet. Yeah. So, John, during our mandatory audit, we discovered a late escrow deposit. Uh-oh. Mm. Do I have 30 days to report this? No. So VRAB regulations require a broker to report escrow violations within three days of discovery, regardless of the voluntary compliance 30-day reporting requirement. So you need to report this within three days of discovery. You may also need to contact your errors and omissions insurance carrier. Good point. All right, let's talk about limiting your risk. Have an audit process that you follow so you don't waste time remembering what's on the form and what you will need to confirm. Ensure your agents are being trained on the subject areas listed on the audit form and document that training. If you're too busy to do the audit yourself, hire a third party to do it. That way you will ensure a quality job. If you find a potential non-compliance, make sure you report it to VREB within 30 days so that you may claim immunity from enforcement actions or, remember, if it's an escrow violation, it's three days, not 30. Right. And know what your E&O insurance policy dictates with regards to reporting non-compliance issues and report them when required. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.